0: welcome to the bismarck cancer center podcast i'm your host dana hager education outreach coordinator at the bismarck cancer center in this podcast we'll share stories of hope help and healing and learn more about the people and technology behind the scenes at the bismarck cancer center Today's guest is Amanda Immels, dietitian over at the Cancer Center. How are you doing, Amanda? Welcome. Doing great. Thanks, Dana. We are so excited to have you here today. First of all, can you introduce yourself to our listeners and tell us the role that you play at BCC?
1: Sure. I'm the oncology dietitian at the Cancer Center. I'm a registered dietitian, board certified and oncology nutrition.
0: And so you meet with patients daily, all the time? I meet with patients um before
1: start, before they start treatment, as they're going through treatment, and even in survivorship, I help them manage their uh, side effects that they might be having from treatment or maybe procedures that they've had related to their cancer, and then help them navigate the new
0: normal of survivorship, too. Sure. What a great service to provide to your patients. Can you tell me maybe what do you like the most about your job? That seems like a very interesting position that you have. Yeah. So I've been a dietitian for about 10
1: years and uh, I worked in a hospital setting beforehand. And one thing that I really like that's different from the hospital setting is being able to develop a relationship with patients. I get to see them multiple times. I get to know their family. Um, I am learning more about their lives and trying to help them feel better as they go through treatment as a lot of the side effects that patients have can impact their nutrition. They might not be feeling, um, they might have an upset stomach or they're feeling nauseated and they're not eating or they might be having other GI symptoms or um, it could be painful or difficult to eat. And so it's nice to be able to kind of meet the patient where they're at and uh, where they're at symptom wise and be able to troubleshoot it a little bit and help individualize their care.
0: you kind of take what they're going through and give them tips and tools then to help them through the process?
1: Yeah, so for example, if um, there's somebody who we're treating and they have, let's say, head and neck cancer, um, which is an area that I really enjoy working in, and they're having a hard time swallowing because it's painful, we'll talk about the foods that they're eating now uh, and maybe how can we fit some more nutrients into that without necessarily increasing the amount that they have to eat so it's a little bit of maybe trial and error seeing what could work with a patient maybe modifying textures how much that they're eating at one time the goal is to really help them maintain their weight because we know that they patients who maintain their weight can tolerate treatment better they heal up faster their
0: survivorship is better if they can do that. You're, that's a very valuable role and a great yeah. thing that you're doing for them. Tell me what it means to you to be able to offer these services to your patients.
1: Yeah it's really exciting because the Bismarck Cancer Center offers something that other cancer centers might not have easy access to so sometimes or some of the requirements are that cancer centers have access to a dietitian, but not A lot of them don't have an in-house dietitian. And so if a patient comes to treatment and they're having a hard time or they've had a rough weekend, the uh, radiation therapist might call me and say, hey, so-and-so is having a hard time. They've been really nauseous or eating has been difficult or they're having problems. Can you visit with them? And I have the ability to go visit with them at that point in time versus making an appointment and having the patient wait, and then maybe the side effect has gotten better or it's gotten worse by that point in time. And so we have the, I have the ability to intervene with the patient right
0: at that time. And it sounds like you work really well with the other uh, employees at the cancer center, so you're kind of watching out for the patients yeah, and, yep. and getting to them if you need to be. That's amazing.
1: Yeah. And One nice thing is that our clinic is so small, we're a close-knit group that I can – if the radiation therapist needs something, they can tell me or I can tell them. And the same with the nurses, too. So I always t- make sure to tell patients, if you're having a hard time, you can call me. You always have access to me, but you can mention it to the receptionist that you want to talk to me. Or you can tell the nurses or you can tell the radiation therapist. And they'll grab me, and a lot of times I can... Uh, finagle my schedule to be able to talk to you right away. Awesome. I could use
0: a dietitian in my life. I might <laughs> put you on my speed dial too. Yeah. <laughs> you had mentioned earlier that you really like to work with the head and neck cancer patients. You've recently started a support group for that. Can yeah. you share a little bit about, yeah. tell me about how that's going? It's, it's really exciting
1: because uh, there aren't very many uh, patients that have that diagnosis. And so unlike someone with breast cancer, who may know other breast cancer survivors, sometimes head and neck survivors don't know anybody else with their diagnosis. Mm -hmm. And their needs as a survivor can be different than other cancer survivors. They might have uh, lasting side effects that can impact their nutrition or their quality of life. And so being able to bring them together – talk about those things, troubleshoot it a little bit, lift each other up and support them has been really exciting. And so, uh, our support group is planned with another speech there. It's, is planned with a speech therapist in town. Um, so you're getting more of a, uh, kind of a comprehensive look at things versus just a nutrition piece of the puzzle. And we've brought in speakers, uh, like a, a dentist has come and spoke, we've had a, a therapist speak, we have one of our radiation oncologists that's going to talk. Uh, all of them are talking about uh, maybe long-term side effect management and then how to prevent those things um, or how to Im- improve them.
0: And the support
1: group's open? Yeah, the support group is open to anybody. Now we're starting to come back together a little bit, but we have it virtually. And so if you uh, have access to a computer or even a phone, you can participate. So.
0: Wow, wonderful. Way to go to get that yeah. up and running for people and really form a community mm-hmm. for those individuals with head and neck cancer. Yeah. That's I'm one. only
1: aware of one other head and neck support group, and that's on the eastern side of the state. So we're kind of covering a broad a broad area, have people from even northwestern North Dakota participating.
0: Good. So Amanda, how did you get into new, this field or new, oncology nutrition? I was always interested in science. Starting in high school, I took
1: all the extra science classes I could. And when I entered college, I wanted I wanted to be a physician. And so I started out pre-med and I was going through the process and I kind of realized maybe I don't want to be in school for a significant (laughs) time period. (laughs) I can't imagine that. (laughs) And so um, I've always been interested in exercise and nutrition and, Doing a little bit of soul searching and some job shadowing, I stumbled upon what a registered dietitian is, um, and I really like the various career paths. There's many different areas that dietitians can work, whether it's in a clinical setting or, or maybe you run a, a school uh, food service nutrition department, mm-hmm. or you could work in the corporate setting running their wellness program or at a gym. There's so many different variabilities, and so I was really interested in that piece And uh, as I went through school and started my career, you know, I kind of found this little niche of oncology. uh, And I just have really loved, like I said, or I really loved getting to know um, the patients and interacting with them on a regular basis. So did you have that aha moment that this is the
0: path I'm going down?
1: Well, it, you know, in my uh, career experience, I worked in a wore many different hats. I worked in an inpatient in a hospital, I covered dialysis, and then when somebody went on vacation I kind of got thrown into oncology. Uh, And I think it was maybe after a year of working in oncology that I was started to feel, well, I really like this a lot more than the other areas because patients, uh, you can make a big difference in their life and how they're feeling, uh, and they like to hear what you have to say, uh, and they're much more likely to follow some of those recommendations too.
0: Absolutely. You've talked about helping patients throughout their treatment with cancer, but the nutrition goes beyond cancer treatment, correct? Yeah, and so
1: I – we – do a lot of work with survivorship we have two survivorship nurses uh who work with the care plans and talk about maybe some long-term side effects but oftentimes patients can get into this phase of kind of this is is this is what my new normal is uh and then we start talking about uh preventing recurrence um or preventing other cancers and that's where nutrition comes into role into play and so uh Talk a lot about diet during survivorship, um, a lot about plant based eating, and trying to help patients move a little bit more in that direction. And just be a support system for healthy
0: living Mm -hmm. after the cancer treatment's done. And sometimes patients
1: can say, Well, I have to do this for my survivorship. Well, it's for, I mean, your whole family should do it. (laughs) It's (laughs) It's good for for survivors, absolutely. Uh
0: Good food, good life, good health, right? Something like that. Well, you do other things at the cancer center. I see you out and about at events and things. What are some other things that you might participate in? Yeah, so I go. We'll go into the
1: community and do some speaking events during uh, things like our Project Hope, or we'll do health fairs talking about cancer prevention too. That's another hat that I wear talking about cancer prevention. And so um, you might see us out at health fairs talking about fruits and vegetables and how do we shape our plate uh, or at uh, some bi- local businesses talking about how to prevent those top four cancers and and working towards being healthier.
0: You're a busy lady. Yeah. Just to recap that, Amanda, there's a Speakers Bureau through the Cancer Center. And people, if they want someone to come talk to their business school organization, they can call you and you'll come out and, yeah. and give them a presentation on Whatever topic they choose.
1: Yeah, I have spoken at professional conferences too about cancer and survivorship um, or cancer treatment and nutrition. And so there's lots of different areas where we can help educate the community.
0: Excellent, thank you for the work you do. And Amanda, thank you for being a part of this show today. We appreciate you coming down and sharing some of your skills and what you do at the Cancer Center with us. Yeah,
1: thanks Dana, happy to be here.
0: Thanks for listening to the Bismarck Cancer Center podcast. Subscribe to hear new episodes anywhere podcasts are found and connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or bismarckcancercenter.com. We'll talk again next time on the Bismarck Cancer Center podcast.